1972, in Jaipur, Srila Prabhupada very kindly awarded this fallen soul uh, with the order of sannyas, and it was by the blessing of the same deities of Sri Sri Radha Govindaji. And then, in 1974, coming back from India, after four or five years, I think again, Sisi Radha Govinda somehow, for no reason, worthwhile reason that I can understand, gave some blessings. And always they have been very merciful. So it is a great uh, privilege to be able to have their darshan and to take shelter at their lotus feet. <clears throat> this New York temple has come a long way from the time when Srila Prabhupada first arrived here. At that time, there was no temple, nor were there any devotees. Simply, there was the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his Supreme Servitor form, Srila Prabhupada, walking up and down the streets of New York City, sometimes taking the bus, sometimes taking the train, and sometimes going by foot. I don't think that any of us could possibly perform the austerity which Prabhupada performed of leaving Vrindavan at such an elderly age, of crossing the great ocean and suffering two heart attacks, and practically coming here without anyone to greet him or to help him in any way. But he had such complete determination uh, and faith on the order of his spiritual master and on the shelter of uh, Lord Krishna and that he never once lost his determination or his enthusiasm. And throughout his presence on this planet, he always demonstrated that tremendous degree of determination and enthusiasm. So New York is a testing place. I remember coming here uh, on the way to London in 1969, when Their Holiness Brahmananda Swami and Jayadvaita Swami were both here, and I could at once understand that the devotees here were of a different metal than the devotees that I was used to seeing on the West Coast. They were very toughened uh, by the austerity of being here in New York because this place, according to Prabhupada's description, is simply hell. There's nothing pleasant in New York except for this temple and except for the devotees and except for wherever the devotees are preaching. But otherwise, this place is hellish. So this is very good. We are very glad to be put in these hellish conditions because it's impossible to become attached to anything here in New York. And this is actually the source of, or the basis for spiritual advancement. 
this gyan and vairagya, this renounced or detached mood or the giving up of desire for enjoying the senses, this is the basis for spiritual life. The materialists, uh, they are too much attached to the thought of enjoying uh, for devotional take service to take root in their heart. This is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. Bhagaishvarya prashaktanam vyaprita chaitasam vyavyashatmika buddhi samadana buddhiyate. For those who are too much attached to sense enjoyment or sense gratification, the resolute determination will not come in that person's heart. So every one of us has been wandering through so many different types of bodies and getting different types of senses. And each time we're trying to enjoy a new type of taste according to the body which we have. But it's not satisfying. No one is satisfied here in this world because uh, we are not this body uh, and we can't enjoy this lower kind of taste. Uh, a hog, he has a particular type of enjoyment. If you offer him sweetmeats, he won't accept, but he'd prefer to eat stool. And some other living entity will reject another kind of food. So this acceptance and rejectance is part of material life. But spiritual life means to accept what is actually natural. It is natural to be Krishna conscious. It is natural to eat prasadam. It is natural to enjoy seeing the beautiful forms of the deity. It is natural to relish and become enlivened in serving the spiritual master. And one who comes into contact with the devotee, he immediately becomes enlivened in this way. It's described that we've been wandering for millions of births but by the grace of Krishna, we make contact or get the mercy of the spiritual master, and thus uh, he may plant the seed of bhakti within our hearts. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has ordered, that everyone has to become such a guru that he can plant this seed of bhakti within everybody's heart. Uh, this is a great uh, unhappiness for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he cannot stand to see persons conditioned within this world. Why should the living entities suffer here in this world when their home is back to home, back to Godhead? So the Supreme Lord and his representatives, they feel very compassionate that why people are suffering. And therefore, they take all pains to see that people are delivered from this world of nations. So we have to relieve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of these unhappy feelings of seeing the conditioned souls suffering in this world. And this process of relieving him is very simple. Uh, it's uh, made particularly uh, possible by the representative uh, in this modern age of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Srila Prabhupada. Because Prabhupada has made it possible that even the most fallen souls 
can taste the highest understanding of Krishna consciousness. I came over on the plane with Ramasar Maharaj, and we were discussing the glories of the Krishna book. What a masterpiece, perhaps the greatest literary work ever written. Because according to Shastra, it is impossible to understand the tenth canto without proceeding through the first nine cantos. And even then, it's hardly possible for anyone unless he's very advanced. But Srila Prabhupada has summarized the tenth canto and is freely distributing it to the most materialistic persons and allowing them to understand the essence of the tenth canto. So just try to imagine and appreciate what a great Acharya appeared on this planet, that he could do something which actually, according to Shastra, is not possible. So, this compassion of Prabhupada's to give the highest understanding, Krishna Prima, to the most fallen persons, that compassion has to be adapted or inculcated by us, his disciples, and by our disciples also. Because it is this compassion which makes it possible to deliver someone Krishna consciousness. When you actually feel the suffering to see other living entities conditioned, then you'll want to automatically give them Krishna consciousness. You will not be able to sleep for a moment thinking how people are suffering in this world. Just like Srila Prabhupada was always planning and scheming. All the time, day and night, he was thinking of ways to give people Krishna consciousness. So we have to similarly think like this. Of course, at the same time, we have to taste Krishna consciousness ourselves. Uh, Prabhupada, although a completely liberated soul, at the same time he observed all of the regulated principles of Krishna consciousness. So we should not think that these regulated principles are something which we shall follow now and then in the liberated condition we'll give them up. Actually, these regulated principles are the natural ecstatic way of living, to rise early in the morning, to chant rounds, to see the deity at Mangalarti, to perform all of these activities. When these activities become fixed within our heart, then naturally spontaneous attraction to Krishna will develop. This is known as Brahmabhuta Prasanatma, when the soul becomes fully joyful, nasochati nakanchati, samahasarveshu bhuteshu. Every living entity will be seen on an equal platform. You'll be able to perceive all living entities in this world in their relationship or connection with Krishna. And in that way, you'll be able to deliver Krishna Kona's to all living entities. So it's directly connected how I make advancement in terms of how I preach. The more I advance personally in Krishna consciousness, the more I'll be able to deliver Krishna consciousness to others. The more I deliver Krishna consciousness to others, the more my spiritual master and Krishna will become pleased and will bless me more and more that I become more and more advanced in Krishna consciousness. And like this, it goes on. So we must uh, safeguard uh, our bhakti lata, our devotional creeper, by carefully adhering to all of these principles. Uh, do not think that you are beyond the possibility of fall down. We have seen in our society that perhaps one and half of the initiated members have fallen down. If you see pictures taken 10 years ago, hardly you can recognize anybody in the picture because they don't exist anymore. Actually, they don't exist. Prabhupada said that when one leaves Krishna consciousness, his whereabouts become unknown. 
Because actually Krishna and the great devotees, they're keeping tabulation on all of the devotees. But as soon as someone is a non-devotee, then the interest is lost. So their whereabouts become unknown. Now our whereabouts are known. It is known by the spiritual master. He's keeping everything noted and carefully protecting us. But as soon as we leave the shelter of his lotus feet, and then it becomes a very unsafe condition. So don't think that I am beyond falling. That is a great mistake. Prabhupada always said, I'm always praying to Krishna to keep me protected. I'm always praying to my Guru Maharaj. So such a great personality, ever liberated personality, still praying like that. Because this material world is so dangerous. At any moment, there is maya lurking everywhere. So we have to be very careful. We have to find out that position in which we shall be able, as Prabhupada says in the eighth canon, you have to find out that situation where you can very strongly execute Krishna consciousness. And the leaders of our movement have to help us to position us in such a position that we can very strongly utilize all of our intelligence and the power of our senses directly in the service of Krishna. <clears throat> then people see us enlivened, they'll become enlivened to find out about Krishna kindness, to take part in this movement. <clears throat> so it is very nice to see everything is going on. Here, Radha Govinda looking more and more attractive. That was marvel how they become more and more beautiful. This is the wonder of Krishna that he never ceases to increase in his beauty and attractiveness. And we also should become like that. We should become more and more attractive. That Govinda Day will always want to see us every morning. You see, Govinda is there in the altar and he's there in your heart. So if one morning you don't get up, he may speak to you from your heart, get up you fool, I'm waiting for you. We should become so attractive that Krishna is looking, where is he now? You don't, don't think that that stone Krishna is standing there as much more real than you are because he doesn't have a bunch of blood and pus spinning around his soul. His body is Satchitamandavigraha and just like you're eager to see him, he's very eager to see you. So uh, we have to act in such a way that Krishna becomes more and more eager to see us. Just like we can see with the spiritual master that he becomes very eager the more devotees surrenders. He's very eager to see him. Just like Dadi Keshavaraj was serving Srila Prabhupada so nicely when Prabhupada came, he was always calling him up to the room, up on the 11th floor, come up, come up. Because this means he's eager to see. It's not one way, it's reciprocal. So as more that we surrender Krishna, you'll feel that reciprocation. Just like on Sankirtan, you'll feel the ecstasy of reciprocation. You'll marvel at how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu leads you to the right persons to give them those books. You'll marvel at how Krishna is guiding and taking care of you at every step. I was thinking that uh, how uh, I always used to be amazed at how everything that Prabhupada did always was so expertly done. And now I realize that actually it's not amazing at all. Because everything he was doing directly instructed by Krishna. Every word he translated, every action he did. 
So this is actually possible. Krishna is such a real personality that he'll take complete control of us if we fully surrender to him. We have to give up all kinds of conditions, all kinds of conditions. You have to fully give up all of your nonsense, so-called independence, and become completely dependent on Krishna. Then Krishna will allow you full independence to go all over this, just like Narad Muni. Now you can go everywhere in the universe and you can distribute the glories of the Lord. He's independent, not the scientists who can't get beyond a certain range of the atmosphere or us who can't get anywhere. We're not independent. But Narada Muni is fully independent. The pure devotee of the Lord becomes fully independent because he gives up all his nonsense conditionings, his limitations, not only in so many desires, very subtle some of them, but they have to be purified out. 